0: All right, welcome to part two of Sixers Daily. Going to be doing some deep dives on prospects that might be available when the Sixers are selecting at number 23. One of those players is Santa Clara's Jalen Williams. I am now joined by the head coach of the Santa Clara men's basketball <laughs> team, Mr. Herb Sendek. Coach, want to start off with this right now. Before we jump into things, I have to know, what do you think of the NBA Finals so far going into, going into game five between the uh, Celtics and Warriors?
1: I, I never cease to be amazed with the talent and what the players are capable of doing their shot, making ability, their stamina. I mean, these guys have now played a hundred or so games and they're still competing at this level. Um, So as a basketball fan, it's just fun to watch. Um, And I, and I usually kind of have a, you know, a drop jaw just watching in awe at, at the talent and what they're able to do, so it's a, a great series. Needless to say, two-two um, coming back to Golden State. Any any predictions on who you think's going to take it? Man, every time I feel like um, it would be smart to make a prediction, the other team answers the bell. You know, they rise to the occasion, um, as we saw the Warriors do the other night. I mean, what a gut check win! on the road down to one uh, of course curry was amazing with his 43.7 for 14 from three Um so it goes back to my my earlier point like wow how could you not just be amazed um, at the skill and the talent level that we're watching
0: uh coach wanted to jump into somebody who played on your team who we're hoping to see potentially in the NBA finals. And I, I, as I said, I cover the Sixers. So potentially in a Sixers uniform, Jalen Williams, looking at his tenure so far with their program at Santa Clara came in as a freshman, 2019, 20, um, obviously had the pandemic shortened season there, but we've seen a steady improvement in his game. When you look back to a few years ago and where he's at now, where do you think he has made the greatest leap in his game?
1: Yeah. Well, the one thing for sure, is he's made a big leap every year. If You go back to him as a young high school player and fast forward all the way through this past year, each season, he comes back that much better than the year before. He's an incredibly hard worker and he's a very, very smart player. So he is always getting better. And You're, so. Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry about that. Go ahead. And, 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 not surprisingly having said that he is somebody that has improved on a broad base front you know he hasn't just improved in in one area of the game and he continues to get better and better and better
0: now coach when you look at his size right he's coming in about six 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 seven is able to run played basically point guard for you guys there there last season and and we've seen him try and look at becoming this bigger guard that obviously has been a trend in the NBA over the last 10 or so years. You look at what he has improved the most in terms of playmaking, in terms of his three point shooting Uh, shot really well from beyond the arc, almost 40% for the season last year, average 18 points a game, just over four assists. When you look at how his shooting has improved, do you think he has enough to be
1: successful at the NBA level? Oh, absolutely. You know, he's always been a good shooter. You know, you have to discount any numbers from his sophomore year because of COVID. You know, our team was literally displaced for two months that lived in a hotel and had very little gym access. Jalen's, if you watch him shoot, he has flawless mechanics and he's going to be a, a very good NBA three point shooter um, and continues to get better in that area. When you
0: look at Jalen's fit going forward in terms of what type of team would he be be best suited to? And as I mentioned, covering the Sixers, they hold the 23rd pick at this point. We've seen some mock drafts with Jalen going in the high teens, seen him going in the 20s. Don't know what's going to happen over the next week and a half or so here. But when you look at just the the style and what you're looking for from a coaching standpoint, what type of team do you think fits Jalen's strengths the best?
1: Well, first of all, he is the consummate winner he's going to be a tremendous locker room guy Um, so he's going to fit best where they have a culture of winning where they have um, and by winning I don't mean just in terms of games wins and losses I mean a winning culture where there's a there's a high character quotient on the team where guys are playing with and for each other um, because that's the kind of guy he is You know, um, but I think you know, his versatility is gonna allow him to to have a pretty seamless insertion into any team because like to your point, he could do so many different things well. Um, he's extremely coachable, you know. So whatever coach gets him, I think that staff, the coaching staff is gonna enjoy working together with him.
0: When you look at as as you mentioned, the jump and and your You know, your squad had a lot to deal with, as you mentioned, with with the COVID stuff going on in in 2020, 2021, uh, which was his sophomore season. And now going into his junior year, as I mentioned, put up 18 points, shot the ball really well, just over 44 percent on catch and shoot threes, which obviously is a skill that is right now a premium in the NBA when you look at the leap that he made, and, and and you know, like you mentioned, you guys just didn't have access to gyms, we had a, obviously a tough time basically being quarantined, like the 49ers of the NFL, who had to go to Arizona basically for for the last couple of months of the season. So you're out of your routine, you're out of your element, scratching that aspect of it, but going from year two to year three, where do you think he made the biggest leap going into his junior season and why he's being looked at as, as this guy who's going to be a leg- legitimate NBA prospect in the first round?
1: Yeah, first of all, I think he continues to improve on a broad base front. But if you said, what's one area that he really showed marked improvement this year? I would say his ball screen reads. You know, he became really, really efficient of making the right play off of ball screens, which obviously is not only critical in college basketball, but it's paramount in the NBA. So now you have a big ball-handling guard um, who makes – tremendous decisions off of ball screens, reading the defense, you know, does he have a shot? Who's the open man? Um, and so I think that would probably be the number one area that we've seen Jalen improve. Uh, coach, looking
0: at, I mean, your honest assessment of him, I know you want him to go as high as he can, you know, to be, get, get into a good situation, but what are some of the things he needs to work on to round out his game, not only just to be an NBA player, but to have a successful and long NBA career?
1: Well, I think the first thing will just be learning about the NBA. And I think to me, the biggest adjustment, not only for Jalen, but for so many of these guys, right, is just going from a college season where you're playing, you know, roughly 30 games to an NBA season where, you know, you you could end up playing a hundred games and you factor in the travel, um, the temptations, um, all of a sudden having all this money, you know, to me, all of those things um, factor in the transition as much as your skill set. And that's where Jalen's family, his character, all those kinds of aspects give him a great foundation. Um, But I think just navigating the length of the season, uh, the endurance you have to have both mentally and physically, you know, to me, not uh, just for Jalen, but for any of these young guys, would require some getting used to.
0: Coach, what's the, what's the lead up to the draft like for you? Do you have scouts, coaches, management reaching out to you to get your kind of input on on what Jalen or, or any other player on your team might be like as
1: as an NBA player? Oh, absolutely. You know those guys are you know doing their homework. Uh, they're crossing every T, dotting every I. Um, they not only talk to me, but You know, they talk to any number of people that might be able to provide insights into the player in question. And, um, yeah, if anything, they have almost too much information, from my perspective, to ever make a decision, right? At some point, you're like, oh, my goodness, if we have one more piece of information to consider – You know our heads are going to explode (laughs) when you hear some of the criticisms
0: that that we hear you know your, your program west coast plays in the west coast conference and depending on where you're reading the scouting report some are like hey he's been playing against a competition that's not really at the, in terms of the top and ACC and whatever, which I always find to be a joke because I'm Canadian from the same place that Steve Nash came from, obviously being in Santa Clara, we saw him develop into a future hall of famer, two-time MVP. When you hear those kind of criticisms, what what comes across your mind? Like, do you think that's valid, warranted? Like, how do you look, how do you look at that from your perspective as a coach?
1: You know, really, I don't hear those kind of criticisms uh, because I tend not to listen to foolish people talk. I just don't give them, I don't give them my time. You know, I'm not, I'm not watching or listening to shows uh, where somebody, you know, would be, you know, I I can't even begin to take the time to discount that argument or somebody that would say that Um, that's just somebody who has a great need to talk about something that he or she doesn't know about. So I, I don't tune into that stuff. I got, too many other things to do that are much more enjoyable.
0: Well, Coach, I got to say that's a welcome a welcome take uh, during the social media era. It's, it's really nice to hear because I'm a bit of an old old school guy myself when it comes to that. Uh, final couple of questions for you here. Looking at a team like the Sixers, obviously have an MVP type candidate in Joel Embiid, acquired James Harden during the season. We saw a guy who was drafted in the 20s a couple of years ago turn into a potential all-star in Tyrese Maxey. When you look at Jalen Williams-Fitton, I think he would be great With the Sixers given the fact that they need a three and D wing they need a bit of a playmaker coming off the bench and he's not going to have the pressure to be hugely successful in year one given the fact that they have that depth and 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 high end talent when you look at his potential fit with the Sixers
1: do you think that would be a good match for him oh absolutely In, in fact in a lot of ways you know having coach James Harden in college they have very similar um very similar approaches to the game you know, and uh, I think Jalen would be a a terrific fit with Philadelphia, and I know, you know, Coach Doc and his staff would do a great job with him as a young player, helping him to learn the NBA game and to develop him. And
0: final one for you, as you mentioned, I was going to get to that too with, with James Harden. You mentioned coaching him during his, his college times and, and seeing what he's developed into throughout his career, an MVP winner, led the league in scoring. When, when you look at his career trajectory and where he's at right now, in all fairness, he's turning 33 next season, seemed to have lost a step, although a lot of what you're hearing is that the hamstring was a major issue for him and hopefully he can get that rectified during the offseason and come back a little bit more fresher. When, when you look at, at Harden, do you expect him to be able to get back to that level that we see him being, again, maybe too far removed now from five years ago, Harden with with Houston, and father time is always undefeated, but when you look at what he brings and how somebody like Jalen would learn under his tutelage, like, are you surprised to see the amount of success that
1: James has had since, since your time with him? Well, I, I think anybody who's honest would say they never could have seen this outcome. I mean, let's face it, he... Um, is one of the all-time great NBA players. You know, we're talking about a legendary level performer. You know, anybody who says they forecasted that when he finished his sophomore year at Arizona State, man, I I want that same person to tell me what stocks to buy, you know, (laughs) because that, that would take incredible foresight. We knew he was going to be good, obviously. I'm not saying that. We knew he was a first-round draft pick, absolutely. But we're talking about a guy that's consistently posted numbers that are insane. You know, he's had um, clearly a Hall of Fame career and, um, you know, will retire as one of the great players of all time in the NBA.
0: Yeah. And, and we're looking forward to him bouncing back. Like I said, I think the Sixers need to round out their roster and they have a couple of high end, as you mentioned to look to be, I mean, Joel Embiid well in his way, James Harden, as you said, established himself as a hall of fame type player. So we're looking forward to that. And hopefully we get to see Jalen Williams join the Sixers as well. Coach. I want to thank you for taking the time out to do this. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time out and, and good luck with the off season and going into next year as well.
1: No problem. I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, so it's happy. I'm, I'm g- always glad to connect with Pennsylvanians.
0: All right, there you go. That's Coach Herb Sendek, obviously the coach of the Santa Clara men's basketball team, giving us some insight into Jalen Williams. So we appreciate him for doing that. Don't forget, tune into the next episode. We'll have you covered on that coming up on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network.